thing again. Wait, no, it is. Hey, it just took a second. There was a lag, but we're here now. Hi, how are you? Welcome to yet another episode of Those Natural Ones. Thank you all for joining us. Before we start, let's go through the usual spiel. First things first, this Friday, this Friday, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Daylight Standard Events Time, whatever you want to call it, 7 o'clock. Standard Events Time. Standard Events Time in the daylight. Um, (laughs) We are having our monthly in-person, doing a fun little one-shot that I've created off of a meme, so this should be interesting, called Amnesia, where all of these people will start with blank character sheets, and they will have to figure out what the hell they're playing through roles and fun activities like that. So, while they go through the adventure and figure out what they're playing. So join us then. It should be a lot of fun. Other than that... Will it be D&D? Will we be playing D&D? Maybe. Probably. (laughs) But... It'll be paranoia. Other than that, make sure to follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Twitch, Trovo, Kick, like and subscribe, tell your friends, all that fun stuff. Other than that, Scott. Hi. Hi. I'm Scott. Scott? Here on behalf of those natural ones, I'd like to encourage you to visit our Patreon. Patreon.com slash those natural ones. Support the stream. Get access to lots of cool things. Merch. Access to our Discord server. Lots of other things. Um, apparently the merch goes out the beginning of each month, so I don't have the samples like I thought I was going to, but I hope to next week. Um, there's a lot of cool things in there. I've been seeing pictures of, the, of them from the people that got them. Um, so again, patreon.com slash those natural ones. Check it out. Support the stream. We really appreciate it. And one of the benefits is our Meester level patrons get a weekly shout out, regardless of my alarm system. Um, so <laughs> I'd like to thank our Amisha Love patrons, Lesson Floor Marlat and Don Marlat. Thank you very much for your continued support. Yay. Fantastic. Yay. All right. Um, anything else? I think that's it. I, I stole yours, Emery. Sorry. Like and subscribe. You, you, you did. You did. It's okay. As long as they hear the message. Exactly. That's all that really like matters. Like and subscribe. All right. Uh, that brings us to you, Sam. What happened last week? What What are we doing? Why are we here? What is the meaning of life? What are we doing here? I can't <laughs> Why answer are we? any of those questions. Why is but Gamora? But I can tell you what happened last week. Uh, so last week, we were left up to our own devices, and we explored the dining hall. After discovering a crack in a draft, we found a secret door and a tunnel near the fireplace. We entered the secret room and found hundreds of mirrors, all in various sizes and shapes. After a discussion and some shenanigans, Orpheus's wayward wall sconce shattered almost all of the mirrors. Our exploration was cut short as we had attracted the attention of Strahd's Inquisitors, who very narrowly allowed us to leave. Uh, We made our way via the same coach that brought us there back to the crossroads near Velaki. There, Orpheus summoned... His weapon and the Sun Sword, who was not happy that Arnon had let it go again. 
after Arnon took some psychic damage from back-talking the Sun Sword, we fought some wolves and made our way back to the church. We found Irina, Father Lucius, and Miss Swiss safe and recovered our things while discussing how to lure Strahd out of his castle. And we begin on the evening of the 22nd. Fantastic. And that is where we will pick up. You all have donned all of your armor, picked up your equipment, spoken I mean, briefly. like, I might still be wearing parts of fancy clothes. That's fine. You can, you can uh, pick and choose what you want to. But discuss briefly with uh, Father Lucian and Irina about your escapades in Castle Ravenloft. So the evening starts to wind down. You're probably cresting into eight, nine o'clock at this point. What would you like to do? I think Arnon's just still sitting in the corner. Alex trying to come up with a plan. I mean, we still need to finalize our approach. How are we going to lure them out one by one and take them out? Uh, I still say we parade around his diary and then try to embarrass him and goading him to attack us. Or send his minions to get rid of us. I don't know. I really don't want to use um, bait. I mean, living human bait. We have a house. It's true. We do have a house. Do you think he would go for the house? He's already got a nice property. House hunters, Ravenloft. Did, did, <laughs> did we talk about like potentially like having the guys of Arnon accepting, and then like we just leap out of the shadows <laughs> and we say psych, and then. It's like you'll only. Oh man, the good old psych and fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like like pretend to take his his caregiver hostage. Sorry. You know, just. I mean. I think she means pretend to take his deal he offered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Pretend to take the deal, but then, like, don't seal the deal in whatever that looks like for him. Yeah, but I don't want to. Do you think we could do that, like. Not in his castle? Yeah, I was like, maybe like, okay, hey, we'll take, or not we'll heal, or he has, whatever. We say, in so many words, yes, but like, it has to be on neutral or something. Like, let's meet in a strategically advantageous position for us, but don't in those words. Mm, I'm pretty sure he'll bring his entourage, though. Yeah, I think we should whittle it down. Is that like the full CD series set or actual friends? Only get one at a time. We don't want a complete set. Not not all at once. Not a complete set. Got it. Yeah. Garage sale on garage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like over multiple days. Yep. Binge yep. and entourage. <laughs> Think you can like see us? 
Not if he's trying to use a mirror. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, goth castles. I got them's broke. Then. I'm pretty sure they had all the mirrors in one room. <laughs> have means to communicate with his generals. What if he takes all of the broken mirrors and then makes them into a disco ball? It's just like this disco ball of doom and then it's just even, it's, it's even worse. Because it like Then we can challenge him to, oh, a dance to a party, but in reality you're coming to, you know, like probably a massacre. Let's hope he doesn't. Well, we could challenge least. him. Let's hope the idea of a death disco ball doesn't cross his mind. Death I'll disco try to keep ball. that to myself. A death disco ball dance off. Oh shit! Back in the game. Yeah. Yep. I he might re, re. No, we can't. No, no. The point is not to get him to relinquish anything. He's willing to. Re, okay, if he relinquishes his seat, does he lose power? Wizard. Strahd said that this part that of this... the plane of Shadowfell is tied to him. All right, so if we tie it, if he gets tied to someone else, maybe we could get some other person to do it with the hat of disguise on. No, that would be terrible. What am I thinking? I have an idea. And it's very macabre. Say more. Those are my cob is my idea about what we should do with the corpse. I forgot about. Oh wait, weekend at that Bernie's. that was that that was your idea. Shit. Yeah, it was like a weekend yeah. at Freya's. Is that what it was called? Weekend, weekend at, at Strazzi's. Salties? What? Strazzi's. Weekend at Strazzi's. I hate to admit it, but that might actually be the most effective plan. Yeah, I mean, if he can, like, or one of his minions can scry, uh, which I assume, well, I think we have to assume that they can because they knew so much about us. Um, yep. Hiding in the woods, waiting for him to come out one by one isn't going to work. No. No. Do we have to desecrate the corpse? Can't we just... I think we need to do more I than that. Animate dead more than that and make it follow us. Didn't your best I... friend boil a head? Oh. Gwen. Yes. How long does animate dead last? Please hold. Yeah, but. Wait, what kind of head is that, Gwen? Hmm? What kind of head did, did... Wait, who boiled... Who boiled the head? What Was that... What kind of head... Oh, yeah, that's a Duragar. Um, so... The creature that I animate would be under my control for 24 hours. But then I could cast the spell again. Arnon, do you think you could teach the animated corpse to breakdance? I don't know how to break dance myself. 
Well, crap. Uh, human, yeah, you're a I man mean, of many tricks. I have a tricks. decent amount of performance. Can we see if I can teach myself how to break dance real quick? Yeah, let's get some thriller sure. going on. Go for it. I do want to say that you're the I'm automaton. Pretty sure, yeah. I if I do use Animate Dead, uh, she'll be real fragile. So. She's an old lady. She's already fragile. She'll be more fragile. Like more fragile than a commoner? Probably similar. Hey, you guys, I'm an expert breakdance break artist. Yeah, Rhett just starts like fucking spinarooning here in the middle of the Whoa. church. Hold on a second. I said expert. Booker T is not an expert breakdancer. Yes, it's a red. It's a red Rooney. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> is she like spinning on her back like a turtle? At one point. Because turtle bards can do amazing <clears throat> shell tricks. Which land shell tricks? Oh. Shell tricks. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so now that we now we know that I am expert breakdancer, so you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Congratulations. That's fantastic. Oh Thanks. my gosh. Maybe maybe this is what we can have. We can lead a revolution against Strahd, but it'll be a dance dance revolution. Oh, Jesus oh, I was waiting. I was like, it's coming. Is it going to be as good as I want it to be? Yes. Confirmed. <laughs> no? <laughs> anyway. I mean... Uh, the idea that I have with that body is to have that either paraded around in public or someone local attacks and kills the freshly animated body. I'll do it. And in public. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I do want to say that, I mean, <laughs> that'd work. Uh, I do want to say it's not going to look fresh or probably smell fresh. It's going to be as ripe as it was when it wasn't animated. So Good, it'll, it'll match everything else down here. Well, Valid, actually. He probably already knows that we killed her. Yes. He knows but so he... much about us already, so I think it's the desecration that's we have to amp up yes so break dancing kill her again and then um we can animate her again and then we can do it again until he what's shows that up. there's a specific dance that's particularly rude um i think it's a human thing Are you asking where they get real point? low over the over the face of the person they've killed <laughs> Oh yes, the maj the majestic dance of the royal tea bag. Yeah, that's it. I I bet well, I bet well um, the count would not like that. Dating back. Need, what, what if we What if we did an Earl Grey tea bag? Dance? Dating back to the great what Halo. Was like a what was like a really like a nice? That's like peasant nice class. Tea. I don't think sacred ritual. Of we were trying to offend him, right? Pouch of dried leaves, dipping the pouch of dried leaves. Yeah, 
Dipping we the pouch of dried leaves. The, I the think if we dip the bean bag. Dip in the pouch. The good old leaf sack. Oh my god. We do, uh, we do still have the bag of beans that we could oh use. Oh my god, to I forgot about the bag of beans. Cause the bag of beans. And we have the container that can produce nut milk. Ideally, Ooh, though, we would cool. get a lieutenant or two out by themselves first. Yeah, that, yeah. They seem to move in packs. Oh, wait, maybe we can offend the lieutenants. Did you gather lots of information on them while I was trying my best to ignore the conversation at dinner? Information? I don't know. Their likes, dislikes, interests, goals, short-term goals, long-term goals. I think, I think they, they only words just, just like us. I mean, they might have a dating profile. I think the only words they spoke were get and out. Ah, uh, no, I mean at dinner. Is the dating app called Blunder? Oh my god. Blunder. Oh my god, it Fantastic. is. It absolutely is. <laughs> it's all on It's all, it's on all sending, sending stones. stones. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Intricate network of sending stones to find your new love. Sensual sending stones. Oh, that's the after hour. Wow. Maybe we could. Maybe we could put sending stones. um, We could. Let's travel across the land and put up flyers in the taverns, posing as the vampires looking for a date. Hmm? I think Nick is dying inside. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be terribly embarrassing for them because they're they're at the pinnacle of their power and they're stooping to trying to find local humans to go out on romantic excursions. I mean, come on. No, no, no. we have we have the this diary from Count. What's his name? Duku? No. <laughs> Just a very different count. Strad, Strad, Van Choka, whatever. Chocobo and Chokovich. <laughs> say it. And um, no, I, I think if we if we spread the word of his of his stupid deeds, uh, he he might send people some people out to put try and silence us. I don't know. Do I know if Strahd's the only vampire? Um, go ahead. So I'm going to have you do an... Oh, they're in- all vampires. I'm going to have you do an insight check. And the since this is... looks like they were just thralls. Since this is uh, about undead, go ahead and make it with advantage. I think it's time to explain to Butch. And our listening audience, the difference between a vampire and a vampire's thrall. So with a 17, the only one that you are sure is a vampire is Strahd. The woman that sat to his right that didn't speak, you can be fairly comfortable with the assumption that she is. The three Inquisitors... You didn't feel vampire vibes from the three of them. So, 
here's my thought. He needs these people in the town because they're his food. What if we pretend... We can't murder everyone. Start... What if we pretend to do it? Also, the, uh, the manservants and the little hunchback driver guy didn't seem very vampiric to you either. I forgot about the two of them. So do we want to, like, Romeo and Juliet them? Where, like, make them seem dead? And then... Except with food? Yeah. How do this guy... Oh, God. I mean, can we... Can we... Do we have anything that we can temporarily slow some heart rates down without, you know, massacring everyone? (laughs) We'd also need to get the townsfolk to actually agree to do all of this. If they do if they do agree, I can use feign death. Well, that's what the father might be here to help with. Yeah, like I can make someone look completely dead and also be blind and capacitated and unable to move. One at a time. Some real sleepy beauty shit. Um, It's not concentration. I could do it three times. Actually, it's a ritual. I could do it without using spell slot, right? Uh, Hold on a second. Let me look at feign death. Yeah, but there's like hundreds of people. It might only be for an hour. Yeah, it only lasts for an hour. Well, we know he's preferential to a very specific type of person. So maybe we just got to maybe we just got to find the right ones. But if it's if it's a ritual, how long does it take me to cast it? It's uh, 10 minutes plus one minute for every spell level. So it would be 13 minutes. Okay, so, I mean, it lasts for an hour. I could cast it as a ritual just repeatedly if we want her to continue to look dead. I just have to be able to stand over her or be near and touch her arm or something. Can you, and this this might be a really stupid question, so I apologize. Can you be in a wild shape and still cast that? Because then, like, okay. You can maintain no, concentration. Be like just a spider. You can maintain concentration in wild shape, but you cannot cast spells in wild shape. Okay. Yeah, but we way around the hedging. <laughs> we brought. Oh, is her name Eve? Eve. Come on, Stan. Marina. Yes. Didn't we? I mean, we brought her here to hide her, right? That was yeah, the right. idea. We're also trying to get him out. One by one, so going with the one that he likes yeah, probably be detrimental to that. Well, maybe we should spend some time spying on the castle from the outskirts to figure out where these lesser vampires are eating or how they're getting their food. Well, that narrows one, one in particular, right? The others aren't necessarily vampires. Well, the That's three that as we can tell, the three that cornered us. Okay, Arnim, can you explain the difference between a vampire and a vampire thrall? 
No. Okay. (laughs) 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 It just Just sounded like maybe there's a vampire and then a lesser kind of vampire or something. Think of it as... Something that has been made to do your bidding. So are they not vampires then? No, they're a, if they're a thrall, a vampire thrall, then they would be a thrall of a vampire. Okay, then why were we so scared of them when they quartered us in the mirror room? Because we don't know what they're capable of. Okay. And you had no armor or weapons. That as but, well, disembodied voice of God. Or any ability to cast spells. Ooh. <laughs> I have my shell in my claws. That was good. <laughs> I could have taken him. I swear to... But you I mean, actually do have just, a good let's idea. Let's see if he could take him. Like, hey, you know, maybe maybe he can take him. We don't I know he can't him. not take him. Yeah. No, but seriously, go ahead with your amazing idea, wizard. This is actually your idea. Actually posting up outside of their walls and watching and seeing if we can get any more information about what it, who exactly we're dealing with. I say we plant a beam right outside their castle gates, cause a cause a ruckus, see how they react to it. I, I can completely forgot that you guys had that. And dig it, bury it, fuck off. Trash Panda Ninja! Mm-hmm. That's actually also a pretty good idea. I like Trash but Ninja. We're ignores scrying if we're gonna go watch them it's ignoring the fact that they probably can scry and true a big thing is probably gonna draw all of them out that was my idea to begin with to find their routine and catch them when they're not all together one or two of them but I don't know how we find that out when they could just scry on us and find out we're watching the castle. Is there any way to know if they're scrying on us? Like, remember the thing we found in the ship that we realized was a scrying... Scrying eyes. Scrying muck. Watching you. You know the black spot on the ship? God damn, throwback. That was like episode (laughs) four. (laughs) I also... Sorry, it was like episode eight. I've been about little shit that happened, like finding Hugh tied up to a chair when we fought the Hand of Tiamat and the scrying I like to pepper in these little details that come to fruition like 60 episodes later. Thing is, some of them are still unresolved and it's uh, it's making me itchy. There's a lot that are still unresolved. Have you you tried a topical cream? Nothing nothing is going to stop the itch in my brain. Wait a minute. Except for knowledge. Hold on. Scrying. Yeah. 
Butch. Yeah. Are you capable of scrying? Uh, yeah. I mean, Why not today. Why don't we try that? Well, so not today. Trick against him? Yeah. Scry if on the lieutenant or something? If, if we can manage to scry on at least one of them, we might be able to find a way or something that would hopefully trigger them either needing to leave the castle or maybe get an idea as to how often they leave. Okay. Maybe should we move our base of operations to Barovia, so... We should absolutely move our base of operations. <clears throat> Do we so have we to worry to... about them looking back if they're scrying? I think it's just a... We'll find out. Um, like a saving throw. Okay. They resist it or they don't. I don't... Yeah, the target have, must like, make a... True sign or something. Yep. Modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. Physical connection we have to it. So we could probably scry on Strahd using Irina fairly well because she's strongly physically connected to him because he's done those things. Um... But I don't know about the others. I mean, it's definitely worth a shot. I think it's a good idea. I think it's the best shot we have at the, at this time, at least. We should also definitely start sleeping in the hut since magic can't. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Smartest elves in the room, right here, folks. <laughs> I was thinking that when we were talking about acting like we're taking out his cattle, maybe casting feign death on him and then dragging him into the hut. If we could coordinate being able to know when one of them leaves so that way we can use feign death the right time should as I opposed have, to uh, continually casting it just waiting should I have that prepared then it's probably a yeah. good idea to have that we're gonna use it hmm, hmm. Um, who among us is good at drawing things? Do we have any I, artists? I think I've been the one person who's been actively drawing things. Because if we could, if you could draw a picture of the person, vampire, monster, we want to scry upon, that'll give us, it'll make it easier to scry upon them. Give me just a moment. Uh, 
Elric is going to go to some place in this building to see if he can find enough surface area to do an accurate recreation of one of the generals. Okay. So, which... can, can someone go make descriptions to help him in this role? Which um, general would you like, or which lieutenant would you like to try and... Lieutenant, that's right. Um, Whichever one we think might have the least wisdom. Probably not the one who answered my uh, bluff. Yeah. Is there any Wait way? Minute, any but I agree with know the... which one. <laughs> yeah, like how can we just kind of? <laughs> how safe are our assumptions of idiocy? Which which uh, which one saw through the bluff of the human? Does anyone remember? Ansel? Yeah. So probably not that one. Not Hansel. He's so hot right now. So hot right now. He's so hot right now. It's in the computer. (laughs) It's in the computer. computer. I mean, if we wanted an easy target, we could just go after the stage coachman. He looks pretty frail. It would be nice. To... I'm like, I feel like you pick on him a lot. Like you sit next to him, like, <laughs> like I feel like you're bullying the stage coachman. We're not friends. You don't have to be enemies. We are quite literally enemies. You don't have to be. <laughs> I mean, he's just doing his job. Unfortunately, his job is to an evil vampire overlord. Pretty I mean, bad. In a way, aren't we all? Like, aren't all of our busted in some capacity? No. You know, no. vampire overlords. No. Not even a nope. little. Sucking our very souls. I I literally serve a deity who's taken upon herself to, you know, want to destroy evil vampire overlords. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Fantasy world. Yep, yep. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Veil is thinning. Where, uh... <laughs> What are you deciding to do? Would, would there be anything in what I've read to indicate um, what kind of profession the lieutenants had? Um, go ahead and make a history check. Yes, we should mock their previous professions. You're a terrible carpenter. Your calligraphy was the worst. 24. Shit. Um, They're not in this book. Shit. All right. So more or less. So these three, the book you read uh, basically talked about these three inquisitors um, in a more. It doesn't didn't really talk about any or mention what they did prior to joining with Almus, uh, I think that was his name, and Strahd. Um, it talked a little bit about their battle tactics. 
Um, it talked about Ansel being more or less a frontline soldier, whereas Tristan was more of a, for lack of a better term, more of a spell caster. Um, whereas Cosima kind of fluttered between the two, depending on uh, the mission he was put out on. Um, he tended to stand on the front lines. However, he would also sling spells uh, when the time came. But typically, he would focus on his sword as well as specific abilities that he had. Psychic-like abilities. I think maybe Cosima would be the best target for the scry. All right. I would say Ansel, but she figured out Orpheus pretty good. Kasima, Kasima, Kasima. All right, so you're trying to write or remember Kasima's visage enough to to draw them. Um, Elric, I would like you first to make an. Let's do history check to see how well you remember this creature's face. Um, Butch will try to describe. Okay, so you can do it to his ability. You can do it with I don't know with Butch's uh, whether or not that would be uh, advantage Might or disadvantage. <laughs> no, um, you can do it with advantage. Arnon, ahead, on the other hand, go ahead and make a history check with advantage. As long as you don't have keen mind. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly. Twenty four between uh, between what you recall and the little things that Butch kind of. Points you points out to you. You feel pretty confident. You can remember the the face and main body type of Cosima. <gasps> Excuse me, of Cosima. Um, secondly, I would like you to make a performance check to see how well you draw um, this. Perhaps he could get guided or inspired. Sure. I think that's an excellent idea. Unto you, my child. I'll take it. Would you like to inspire him, Rhett? I always would like to inspire him. How how would you go about inspiring him for his drawing? Redarooney, 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 Redarooney. Yeah, I I think I I think I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and pull out a Red Rooney and just break break dance. I'm just gonna like interpretive break dance my feelings to him. I love it. Just, it's it's just it's very encouraging. Like like it's a little it's a little bit Mac from It's Always Sunny, but then all of a sudden it's just straight Booker T. Somehow, like, you know, very emotional, and then Booker T. Butch pulls out a pair of bongos. This is like playing bongos along behind you. All Yay. Right. 
This so, seems very much like an 80s montage. Yeah, absolutely. So we don't go. need a montage. So there's your bardic inspiration. Um, so go ahead and check that off, Rhett. And then, um, yeah, uh, Elric, performance check with guidance and bardic inspiration, please, to see how well you you remember it. You seem to remember it very well, but now we need to see how well you draw it. Okay. And All right. It's uh, with guidance and bardic inspiration. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, dang. It's an 18. Good thing you had the guidance and the bardic inspiration. Oh, yeah. And right? that was a six on your bard die. So fantastic. Oh. With an 18. <laughs> so it takes you the better part oh, right. of close to two hours because you're trying to get this as detailed as possible. But you you take quite a bit of time. You're you're intricately like tracing laugh lines and crow's feet in the corner of the eyes. You're you're trying to get the hood just right. You notice the the glowing. You remember the glowing blue uh, eyes. Um, you feel like after about two hours or so. <laughs> You feel like this is a pretty solid representation of Cosima and Butch standing back next to you and Rhett doing your interpretive dance. The two of you can definitely tell who this is. Might not be perfect. There are some some things that don't look quite right. And there's a little bit of a uh, uncanny valley effect going on. But Ooh, good description. That's cool. But it's you definitely get the point across. That's cool. All right. That that'll give her a penalty of two on her save. Fantastic. Against the scrying spell. It's not the least we could do, but it's it's something. It's something. All right. And you have to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. I will prepare it tomorrow morning. All right. After. Does anyone need healed other than me? Uh, Just I think me. I'm good. All right. Let's heal myself. I actually, if I do, well, no, I better heal myself in case we get attacked during the night. That's a fair point. It's entirely possible. Freaking, don't give Nick ideas. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, an the idea nightman wasn't going to come. Now he will. Nightman. <sighs> and, it's an enemy of the dayman. <laughs> Always. The dayman. Oh, I just. Oh hell yeah. Your wounds. Sixteen. Is that enough? Fantastic. Yeah, it's enough. All right. So, are you all taking your, your rest, or are you continuing these conversations? Uh, let me cast um, Tanya. Go away, spells. 
I do memorize a death overnight. Okay. Where's my hut? Where is your hut? Oh. Oh, I click on the symbol to cast it, right? Uh, yes. Liaman's tiny hut. Bam! Fantastic. I love how there's five bedrolls, so one of you has to sleep standing up. <laughs> I just get in my shell. I'm, there I'm good. You go. All right. How long do we need to transfer for trans transfer four hours? Four hours. Yep. So I'll just turn into a spider and cling to the ceiling. How long does your wild shape last? Four hours. Oh, perfect. And then she all the way up she the wakes up right as it turns back into a elf and falls prone on the <laughs> chapel floor. Everything's fine. Uh, so <coughs> this is normal. Natural class. alarm. <clears throat> Natural alarm clock. That's all right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So you guys do take your long rest. Is there anything else that you want to accomplish this evening before you rest? Any of you? No. Uh, I think the only thing I'm going to do is switch out a couple spells. Fantastic. All right. So your rest happens, seems to happen without any interruptions. For those Seems of, to, huh? Yeah, for those of you who are trancing, you know, clearly quicker than the others, um, morning or what you can appear or what you can assume is morning due to the never changing skyline and never changing uh, light and dark outside um, comes. You all rise, and I would like you all to make wisdom saving throws. Oh, was I able to put the sword down or did I sleep holding it the whole time? Uh, you make me a... Uh... All right. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> Go it. Um, oh no. Did you attempt to put the sword down? Yes. Okay. To sleep. Or, face or, me or whatever. I what feel like careful. you would have been able to at least set it next to you. Okay. You didn't. So it didn't. Make... It didn't leave your general vicinity, but it 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 does sit next to you. Oh. Or you had it on your belt. One of the oh. two. That's what closes up into feeling. Wow, that's the best wisdom saving throw I think Arnon's ever done. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. Get, All right, a, I still need so Elric, wise. Elric, and Butch. So wise. You're the wisest. Oh you know? shit. shit. Always has been. Natural 20 for Butch. Alright, Gwen with an oh. Gwen with an eleven, Orpheus with an eight, Rhett with a twelve, Arnon with a nineteen, Big one, Elric with a nine, and Butch with a twenty-nine. Um, I need Orpheus and Elric, both of you roll D sixes. I'm so scared. I don't like it. Uh-oh. Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay, oh, we, no. Just, we just need uh, one more. We're in trouble. Oh, <laughs> this no. This is not good. Okay, so 
this is what happens. Um, all of you wake up through, you know, your normal sleep cycles. Arnon and Gwen, you notice you come out of your trance. You notice Elric doesn't. He seems to trance for significantly longer than he usually does. When he does wake, typically the, or around the same time as the other three, him and Orpheus seem very off. Orpheus and Elric, you have madness. Um, you oh, have no. you have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws that use intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, and you gain the following flaw: I can't tell what is real anymore. Been there, done that. Okay, Gwen. Not personally. How about you well, and I try not, and figure not personally. out? Fantasy, fantasy army. No, I mean. <laughs> I, I was the one who said for it. Playing it when it happened. So, would you would you two like to describe how you wake up, knowing that you this the Shadowfell has entered your mind to the point where you're not sure what's real and what's not? Got to get out of here. This is bad country. Okay, that's one. Elric and Orpheus after dentist. <laughs> oh no. Is this real life? Just all of a sudden scream. <gasps> is this just fantasy? Perhaps I can. Oh, is this going to be like a musical episode? You guys just go mad, but it's just in song. I'm just... going slightly mad. I'm going slightly mad. Alright, do I get advantage on my insight check? Say that again, Butch. Any chance I get advantage on my insight check to figure out who needs secure today? No, I'm not going to give you advantage, but you have regular insight check. Alright, regular insight checks. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I need to do something for Elric because he said something about, what, backcountry? Oh, there's something else that you hear. Uh, Elric also says... If I just reduce everything to cinders, that'll have to get us out of here. Okay, yeah, no. <clears throat> no, where's, where's I don't think that needs a high insight check. What are you doing, Orpheus? I think I'm targeting Elric. Orpheus is going between all of his senses because he doesn't trust them. So he's closing his eyes, open, peek around, close them again, look around. Kind of feeling around his mouth. He doesn't believe his teeth are real, so he's starting to poke at him. And then just kind of like slap his mouth. Playing with his ears, pulling his earlobes down. And every time anybody makes a sound, he does one of these and covers. Okay. Ooh. You okay, Orpheus? Who's talking? Hi. That motherfucker isn't real. I'm not a motherfucker. So Elric's gonna cast darkness. 
Uh, I've cast Remove Curse on Elric. Right. By the power of the Lunar to... Lady, I remove Curse upon thee. Okay, <laughs> which of these happens first? I'm going to take his aura. Um, I just want to remind, oh. uh, when it happened to Arnon, he could still tell that his compatriots were real. Yes, you could still tell yeah. that your friends were real. That's not your teeth. Uh... Whether or not you tell your teeth are real, that's up to you. Um, Whether but... your other, what, 32 other friends can join that. Yeah. Um, who are you? Your, remove curse on Elric? Right, because okay. he can do the most damage the fastest. So Butch no cast this spell, and Elric, your senses kind of come back to you. Okay, which one is the human? I summon so the Radiant it Sword. Like, it looks like Vigo. Is that you? You, you summon the what? Radiant Sword. Mm. Oh my, what the fuck? No! <laughs> Arnon, you see... You Arnon, you see the sword hilts appear in Orpheus's hand, and you look down and it's gone off of your hip. Mm. I start doing the, the Luke Skywalker. Well, I place my, my claw hand upon your shoulder and by the power of the Lunar Lady, I, I remove curse from you. All right. And with that remove curse, your senses come back to you while you're looking down the barrel of this sword. Okay. Is anyone else feeling off today? Does anyone Sorry, else need an interpretive there. break dance? Nice. Is everybody feeling okay? Or? I mean, I always take one of those, but... I mean, I can't say I feel great about all that, but better now. Okay. How's your teeth? Uh, Nick, disembodied voice, can you clear the... I think they're okay. Clear the hut, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, It's the the button with uh, one and two on the side. Just shake my back bones. I have more if you need any. There it is. Okay, cool. There we go. Ha-ha. Thanks, Emery. All right, so now that you are all feeling back to your normal selves, as normal as that can be, yeah, the two day spell is yours. slots later. Thanks, Butch. Indeed, you are my favorite human. I kind of wanted to see Elric burn the church down. Yeah, just and I I need to tell you Orpheus after a good night's sleep I forgive you for the tremendous amount of damage you did that nearly got all of us brutally murdered uh, I appreciate the forgiveness good uh, here's your sword back Arnon oh thanks Okay, so are there any animals you're afraid of? Shit, it's gonna have to say today. Do you say no. that out loud? Thanks for the sub, ah. by the way. No, that was a thought. That was me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, did we get a sub? That's awesome. It's a it's one of the party I subs. Prime, sweet, free Prime. Yeah, sub. just a, just a reminder, everybody. If you have a Prime subscription, you have one free subs- 
uh, or if you have a Prime subscription, you have one free Twitch subscription every month. Drop that on us if you really want to. We would greatly appreciate it. And even if you don't want to. Even if you do don't want anyway. to, do it anyway. All right, announce your voiceover. Orpheus said so. He'll, yeah. I'll break every mirror in your house if you don't subscribe to us with your Prime membership. That's right. He's our token human, everyone. Our token human. So I'm going to call that Orpheus 316. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. 16. I do Sponsors. ask Orpheus, do you have Three any animals that you're afraid of? I fear no he animal. No demon, no devil. None whatsoever, eh? None. Shape shift into a female human. See what happens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. I've already traveled with a female human. That's not going to work. Above game. Now I need to figure out some obscure thing I'm afraid of. Yes, so you that do. you can just drop it on me one day. <laughs> I'm but I'm like, it. I'm not afraid of anything, but I'm deathly afraid of one weird thing. I'm not afraid of anything. It's like snails or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, snails, because you ate snails one time and you got super sick. Look forward so to that on a future episode, probably. Half not matter, like, ever. What'd you Do say? I ever friend? Does it ever matter that I'm half human? Butch no, never they, you are an human. elf. You are an elf, and that is it. Says Wizards of the Coast. Ooh. Anyway, so what? what are, besides uh, Sam's angry dog, what are you all doing today, this morning? Oh, that, that joke was rough. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go look for a place to hide in Barovia. Sounds great. I'm super good at hiding. Uh, like a house. I don't want to completely yeah. metagame, but before you leave the place where Arn and or Elric spent two hours drawing the picture. Oh yeah, we should probably do that. Yes. I'll get out uh, my crystal ball. About to mention that. Wait, crystal didn't, ball. Didn't draw a portable picture. No, he said he found a place on the wall to draw it. Yeah, he drew it on the wall. I can so... always take out a chunk of the wall if you want. I, I assumed, like I assumed you did like a full-sized mural on the side, like it, life-size. I know a dude who knows a dude that collects doors, so... What? <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's the name of this vampire spawn, maybe person, not a person monster thing? Kasima. Cosima. Maybe Rhett can help with her uh, silver tongue description. Oh, they already right. have the description. They just he just needs yeah, we, to scry. We did it real good. Uh, okay, here here's the thing. Uh, I used the marvelous pigments to do it. Yes, so, I bet you did. Uh, I'm. Is it going to come alive that, now? I'm almost certain that when I use that to paint, it becomes its own thing. Uh, I don't think you can make around? people with it, though. It, well, he made the doodle from SpongeBob. No, it, I'm talking about like a life-size cutout. <laughs> oh, like we can bring the cutout with us? It's like it's like it's like the fat head of Cosima. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
the, does this yeah. mean we can carry it around like a cardboard, you know, like you, you pose pictures with? So eco-friendly, it's Scott. reusable, you know? What we mentioned yesterday was moving to Barovia, so we'll be closer when we scry to be able to get to them. So we don't really want to scry here and then have two or three hours to walk to wherever they're at. Yeah. Then let's take this cut out and get out of here. They just they scry on us walking with a cut out of one of the lieutenants slung under an arm. Are we actually able to cut it out? Oh, oh I mean, Joey, Uncle Butch. Oh my goodness! I mean, are we just taking? Are we making a hole in the side of the church just to take this mural? Wizard, what are you? What are we doing? We're taking everything this cut out. Everything in this wait, church is smashed already, anyway. Um, wait, so we're just removing a section of the wall? It's just panel. I mean, yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> it's just wood it's paneling. Like that went out like and... twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> shit. It's like from try like 40, 40 years ago. We're bringing. We're bringing some ship lap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just Let's... roll up that ship. <laughs> I mean, you want me in the bathroom, the wallpaper and the That's counters are all like avocado <laughs> green yeah. and goldenrod. <laughs> Can't we say right. it was wallpapered? So you can at avocado least roll green it uh, countertops too, right? All right, so it's, it's like had all house. night to dry. It's like our house we grew up in. Arden, can you use your magic sword to cut it out? How does this yeah. work? Okay. Well, he said he used the marvelous pigments, so it's basically just a life-size cardboard cutout of this person at this point. You just pop oh it off God. the wall, you know. Yeah. And carry. Uh, what's 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 his name? Casina. Casima. Like plaster of Paris. Life-size. Casima. Likeness. Okay. He, Walking here's down what the I'm hall going to light. do. I'm going to unfasten. Ah, oh, you're going to cast animate object on Casima. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I'm it's going like Flat to Stanley. Like... Oh, we're not doing Flat Stanley. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> I unfasten my cloak of protection and I drape it over the cardboard cutout. Okay. Just, just uh, realize or just remember you have one less to your AC then while this is happening. Wait, why are you doing that thing? Will it fit in the bag of holding? I think Probably. so. Probably. Can we roll her up? It like in a there. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to put attempt to put it in the bag of holding and hopefully no part of it breaks. I feel like you need to be, like, jumping on top of it. I'm not making fun of your old paneling. I'm making fun of the upstairs bathroom in Oak Hill. <laughs> Come on. The avocado green countertops and the giant floral. You didn't do that. It was like that way when we moved in. Yeah. That's the, amazing. The floral patterns that are, like, this big. Patterns. All right, so yeah. we're going for a hike. The accent on the... On the 
the bathtub door was that golden rod. Yep. When the hard water stains built up, it matched. <laughs> okay, I carefully put the cardboard cutout into the bag of holding. And then I put my cloak back on. <laughs> and when we moved out. Hey, we changed the wallpaper. I remember, didn't mom change the wallpaper in that bathroom at one point? I don't know. Anyway. Amazing. Everything always devolves right. to Marla's it, family lore. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, all, all I know we're, we're is, learning is so much. No, no more angry faces when we're going on rants about breakdancing. <laughs> anyway. All right, so you put this. You put we this. We just got anywayed. Hold did. on a second. I know. Unfairly anywayed. Yeah, I was any anywaying myself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so you put this cardboard cutout into the bag of holding, without an issue. I put my cloak back on. Are we ready to leave? Sure. Yes. Then let's go. Wait, I'm hungry. You can eat on the way. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I can do two things at once. Did everybody use the bathroom? We're not stopping again. <laughs> don't, don't make me reach back there. <laughs> you don't want to reach back there. All right. Uh, As you leave town, you say your goodbyes. Oh, before and, before oh. we leave town. Aha! There the, was one more thing. There was one more thing. Uno and mas. another thing. Uno mas. And we, for the love of God, find horses. Um, Do we know if there's a stable in this town? Yeah, I mean, you would have passed right outside of the, the town gate. There was a small livery there. You did see a um, little ramshackle shack um, with quite a large paddock uh, fenced in. Paddock. And you see a you do see a barn in that area. Let's purchase horses, unless anyone's opposed. No, that'll help us get to wherever they're at. Quicker. I don't know if yeah. That sounds good. I'm I'm with Arnon. Like Butch, if you're worried about your weight, I'm sure we can find a Clydesdale. Uh are you sure? Well I'm glad that you're sure. What way my life, it's gonna be it's gonna be all ponies. All. Oh no. Oh yes. Onlyponies.com. Onlyponies. Um, no, no, com. no. If we, if we do not need that. If push comes to shove, we establish that I can wild shape into a horse you can ride. Oh, yeah. that's. Just can be... you just wild shape me into a horse? That's not how this works. I don't know your druid magic. I know. I don't like druids. Shaking like their asses at me. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, of course, of course. It is so you think there's just a bunch of horses that miss it every time you look over there? Can't Weird get past asses. it. It's disturbing me. Hey, our chat is worth it. 
So about those horses we're buying. Yeah. Pony oh, ponies that come. Don't introduce me like that. Oh, what no. in the? Yeah, I'm taking that it. meme is how you end up with centaurs. <laughs> oh, did you guys see the reverse centaurs? The guy that draws the the humans with the upper body of a so horse. Are you guys finding horses? Yes. We're trying. All right. Yes, for the love of God. So you walk into this. <laughs> you walk up to this uh, building. Livery. Yeah, this livery. Um, you see an older man, very almost emaciated, uh, very, very thin, humanoid, human, uh, gray, long gray hair to probably past his shoulders. Um, small, unkempt gray beard appears to be, you know, early 80s probably slightly hunchback currently working with a pitchfork and a big bale of hay trying to like divvy out the hay a little bit doesn't make any notice of you all walking up excuse me huh Hey, oh, can I can I help you? Yes, we're looking for horses for sale. Horses? I, I, I got a few. Uh, how many? How many are you looking for? Let's see, one, two, three, four, six, six. Well, five and a big one, probably for that for that uh, that green fella over there. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah, we could. Uh, we could probably do that. Um. I got a few left. Not not a lot, but I I can muster up about six horses for y'all. Um. You look through the paddock, and there's like, you know, probably maybe ten horses in this area. And quite a few of them, you see, like, ribs showing, like, scrawny-looking, kind of malnourished horses. Very similar to the man you're talking to. Um, we... Are your horses in need of feed? I'm afraid all of us are kind of in need of feed here, more or less. The horses are no exception. <sighs> all of you. As you can rightly assume, not a lot grows here unfortunately ever and unfortunately that means everybody's kind of half on the verge of starvation most of the time Ugh. 
we could still deal with those horses. Uh, yeah, we can. I can definitely. Uh, are you looking to purchase them full time, or are you are you just using them for a little bit of travel and looking to just kind of rent them? Alric, ask what the costs di- differ. Di- yeah, what what are the costs here? How much would it cost to uh, use them for a ride as opposed to owning them outright? Unfortunately, we're running real, real scarce on these horses. So uh, if, just buy them. if you are looking to purchase them, we're probably looking about 50 gold per head. Um, if you're if you're renting them, we could do uh, two gold per horse per day um, but there would be a, a, a 100 gold deposit that would be refunded to you once once you returned them to us and we're going to need the whole horse not just their heads he just looks at you like dumbfounded pay him no mind he's just very literal Fifty gold per horse. Sure, we have enough for that. We absolutely have enough for that. Well, if if, if you are looking to purchase them, yeah, three three hundred gold for all six horses, and and they're yours. I'll even let you pick out the should... horses that you want to take. Albeit our my stock's a little a little slim and it's throw in some food. Yeah. Do you have any food that we can also purchase? Should have no, taken I mean, great food and give water. you some food. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about for the horses. Because like the um, horses will need to eat. So I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about hey, my bad. What's the most hey. the most nutritious thing we can make with the the jug of drinks. Well, I think nut milk is pretty good for you. Is it, though? Mayonnaise? Is it? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for straight fatty, yeah, probably mayonnaise. No. Just saying, we could use that to fill some barrels for him or them or whatever. I'm sorry, Nick, but fatty mayonnaise... Like that's like, is that? It's the best drink. It's a whole it just nother goes like, it's a whole nother like Uncanny Valley thing that we haven't even discovered. Yeah, that's yet. that's the next NPC. <laughs> no, Fanny Fanny, Fanny, I wanted to name my horse Mayo Feet. Mayo Feet. <laughs> I need I need a I horse with white feet. It's one of my Zelda horses. He's my favorite horse. Oh my god, I love it. Do any of these horses really? I think I don't know. Uh, they look pretty malnourished. I don't know if they can handle my. We, we <clears throat> do have one that might work for you. It's it's, and he kind of points back, and you see back, uh, in the back of, the paddock, just kind of like, wandering out of the stables. You see this larger like, um, Clydesdale looking. It's still not. 
great. You still see ribs poking through and everything, but this one's just significantly larger. Uh, he, he might be Let's able to support you without too much of a problem. Let's hope we can name him Force, because he's so big. But do you have a spell that summons food of some kind? Not today. <laughs> Not today, today I can dispel magical effects. Not today, <laughs> son. About Gwen. Not today, but I can tomorrow. All right. Um, I'm going to try something, Nick. I I love to hear that. <laughs> yep, I'm going to try a masculine word on these horses. Okay. I can affect up to six targets. Let's find out if it helps with malnourishment. Ooh. Let's take a look. Wait, 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 wait. Can I give him bardic inspiration? Uh, doesn't really work it for that, doesn't unfortunately. Do. It doesn't? Damn it. I don't know. See? A Dracula's subconscious. I am. I don't know the things. Well, they all get nine hit points. I don't know if that helps. Um, so you perform this ritual and cast it on these creatures and... They seem okay, but doesn't really do anything to the malnourishment. They still seem very solemn and slumped and ribs exposed and all of that. But in tip-top health otherwise. <laughs> like, they don't have any wounds, but they're still starving. Yep. Well, let's take him out and get some grass. Too bad you don't have a druid with Goodberry. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'd Goodberry. I'm just kidding. That probably wouldn't I fix. I would love to. I'd make them all the Goodberries. Arson could take any Goodberries, right? Yeah, she just doesn't have it. Yeah. I just, I have Feign Death instead. No, actually, it's a different level. Either way. So, uh, if, if you're looking for them, I mean, we, these ones would, would more than likely work for you. What do they look like? You tell me what your horse looks like. All right, I'll be right back. So, mine is all black, and he has, like, grayish-blue eyes... And he has a mohawk, like his mate is a mohawk, and he has white feet, and his name is Mayo Feets. Fantastic. Can I, I find? A, except I for two two things. One, his uh, mohawk is kind of tilted slightly to the side to almost give like an emo over the eye type thing. No. On. And <laughs> second, but thank you. And second, his so, whole he's got kind of like this arched spine type look to him because he's extremely malnourished and kind of whole backside look, I and sad, neck. and I'm saddened by the fact that my horse is malnourished. You don't have to give him weird Spider-Man 3 emo hair, okay? I've already told you it's a mohawk. I will thank you to remember that, sir. I Disembodied voice. <laughs> the most skeletal horse that I can. The most... Absolutely. More fairy. So you find a horse that 
would typically be white, but it has not been brushed in quite a while, so it's more of a dingy gray. Uh, a little more malnourished than most, to the point where you can not only see its ribs, you can see damn near every single vertebrae in its back. You see the bone structure of its legs going into these long, uncut hooves that look damn near painful to walk on. Look, and it's it, it, it kind of like towards you, and you can see it's missing like half of its teeth. What is it with these monkeys, Paul fucking horses? We asked for something cool, and we are at it. You're in the Shadowfell, and you're in Barovia. What the fuck do you expect? I just every, every time I want it just uh, a little bit to play into the things that I like just once and not betray me. I expected this. <laughs> All right. Wait, the, someone betrayed us. Would the would the rest of you like to uh, describe your horses? Yes, my horse is. What was that, Butch? Oh, my horse is a very deep, deep brown with um, a white mark on its uh, its forehead. It looks like a teardrop. Okay. That white mark is extremely dingy. The All brown right. coat does have quite a bit of, uh, like, molt to it almost, where it's got these clumps of fur from lack of brushing. Uh, the the long Clydesdale like uh, hair around the cuffs is unkempt to the point where it's almost dreads like in matted uh, fur and it's touching the ground around it. Howard, can you use your magic to clean a horse's up? Perhaps. Or, um, Rhett, you've got, was it fancy fingers? I do have fancy fingers. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Would the, the last two, uh, three of you like to describe your horses? Mine is a uh, Pinto, brown and white, and I named it Fatty Mayonnaise. <laughs> Fantastic. Brown we have and the white. Mayo Twins, Mayo Feast and Fatty Mayonnaise. Fatty mayonnaise. Ironic, considering yours is probably second to Gwen's, the most malnourished of the two. Uh, it's yeah, got, got one hazy eye that uh, <laughs> looks like it's <laughs> full of cataracts. <laughs> and he's got one of those big, like, starving, worm-filled bellies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So would you say your horse <laughs> is the light <laughs> FM? You brought the bloated belly in. Pretty bad. <laughs> I very, I've disturbed Lindsay a, a lot. Like really sad. Like these are awful. These are awful descriptions of animals that are in suffering, and I'm not a fan. Uh, We're gonna eat real well tomorrow, Elric. Fantasy yeah, world well. sucks right now. My horse is the only one left to describe. Uh, you and Orpheus. Be a little healthier. Like, <laughs> Maybe you can cure disease on my uh, horse's belly. 
Just uh, three legs this time. Mine's named Dingleberry for obvious reasons. And oh I'll leave it at God. that. You're you have a brown horse with a um, distended colon. Tumor. Was it? <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> it's like a goiter. Yeah, it's like a rotten pink sock just dangling. Somebody Whoa. fucking kill me. <laughs> That's what it's the horse said. It's not me this time. You, I, it's not me. Did you can't speak with animals. All right. I might have on accident. <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay, Nick. Nick, you got to ring in this episode of like horse feathers or something. Yeah. Uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, Rick, okay. You're the last uh, one to go. Horsing around. Horsing around. Uh, yeah. I... Ah. Aren't you that horse? I have a pale horse, and I am its pale rider. Oh, oh yeah. So your horse is... Uh, no, just let it in. <laughs> basically no, the no, same please. situation as, as Gwen's, where it should be pale, but due to lack of care, it is a dusty, dusty gray, full of mange. That's the word I was looking for earlier you do notice it's missing half of the flesh from its like cheek area due to almost like a uh, necrosis of some sort so you do see exposed teeth back here the situation Harvey Dent. Yeah, very Harvey Dent like. Um, its its name oh is Harvey Dent. I also the uh, the hooves have not been trimmed in quite a while, so they are splayed at the ends. Can we pay the guy to clean up our poor fucking horses? Like this is this is so depressing. Like. Can we please pay I mean, this guy to properly care for these I mean, can't, horses? Can't, can't fancy fingers do that? The and dude is... Tech to trim the hooves. Yeah, we, the dude yeah, is like fingers, in his 80s, hunchback, Ancient. emaciated, working by himself. Yeah. So... Can, can I do an animal handling check to trim the hooves? Sure. You can certainly try. Oh, no. Not a certainly try. This is animal comfort, Nick. You want to <laughs> help me, Rhett? Do absolutely do. Can Rhett right, help so, me? So yeah, with advantage. Well, or does Rhett want to do it now? Help her. Yeah, because I I also have animal handling. What's yeah. your animal handling? Uh, it is. Oh god. Gwen's is plus, plus five. five. Mine's plus seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let me let me offer you. Let me help. All right. You. So Rhett, roll animal handling with advantage. Yay. Oh shit. 25. So it takes Should you Should I do all right? Yeah. Nice. You you look around um, the stable and you are able to find the proper equipment that you need. Um, it's pretty rusty. It's pretty it's been a while since it's been used, but um, over the course of an hour to of 2 course. hours uh, <laughs> t- uh, let's say 2 hours plus you're able to trim the hooves of the ones that need trimmed. Um, you're able to y- make use of your presti- er, sorry, fancy fingers 
for those new fancy fingers is Rhett's prestidigitation um, to kind of remove some of the grain, uh, the the grits and um, all of that matted fur, kind of clean things up a little bit. Um, you're unable to do anything about things like the one's cataract eye and the missing uh, necrosis face of the other, um, and clearly not able to do anything about the uh, emaciated state of these horses, but you are at least able to give them a little bit of comfort by trimming their hooves and cleaning their fur to a, to an extent. I feel a little Shadowfell horses Even need to ride you. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> great mother, Shadowfell. <laughs> Mr. Dead. Everyone's <laughs> least favorite 1950s sitcom, Mr. Dead. <laughs> Uh, no, the one before it's even better. My little bony friendship is tragic. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god! Please kill me every episode. Again, thank you once again, Dracula's stepdaughter. Yeah, please, please make Dracula's sure you're here stepdaughter. on Friday. <laughs> All right, if any of these horses die, sorry, Nick. No, you're good. If any of these uh, horses die, when, what? If any of these horses die, you're gonna have to animate dead. So we can play Necroprancer. <laughs> oh, Necroprancer. I can, um, I can also, if it dies next to me, I don't have to use Animate Dead. I think I can use another thing. If it dies within a certain distance of me. Ten feet of me. Yeah. So... As you finish cleaning off these horses and get ready to depart for Barovia, um, this is a perfect time for us to take a break because it's 10 o'clock. So stick with us. We will be back in probably about five, ten minutes tops um, to continue and see what the hell these group of bumblefucks is going to do next. So horses. Rude. Yeah. I'm a bumblefuck. We're going to save the world. Save the world one emaciated yeah. horse at a time. So stick with us and we will be right back. Hey, apparently. All right. Please don't. Right don't you talk good. about Dingleberry like that. We're oh, back. No. Hey, <laughs> Lindsay, 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 can you move to your right slightly? Perchance. Oh, look at that! Hey. Oh, that's Even awesome! Better. Awesome. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. It's like a, a subtle middle finger. Keep going. 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 There you go. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. We're back now. So. Oh my god! I just realized what you guys were saying. I actually wasn't doing that on purpose. As you have now successfully cleaned and trimmed the hooves of your death horses, for lack of a better term. Steeds of death. What, uh, what's your next move? We ride! Go to Barovia. 
Sup, Rovio. All right. On horseback, you know it'll take roughly one, two, three, three to four hours to get to Barovia. Depending on how well these horses travel. How much does my horse weigh? A lot. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that math right now. Sorry. <laughs> so. One of you, roll me a d20. I'll do it. This always goes great. <laughs> I have just as good a chance of rolling as anybody. You don't say right. that before you've rolled. And he rolls a two. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Anybody could have rolled a two. Start calling you Murph. That's going to happen. So probably 1,500 pounds. So... Oh, no. You get, you start off, and you start going the road back to the village of Barovia. You make it about an hour and a half. You realize that your horses are not moving that much faster than what you, if you would have just walked. However, you are saving quite a bit of strength by not actually walking this entire thing. You realize that at this pace, it's probably going to take you closer to five hours to get there. The joys of emaciated, malnourished horses on the verge of death. At one point, you do... Uh, roll me 3d6, please. Okay. <laughs> So, at one point you do come across a group of uh, ten commoners, Barovian commoners, similar to the group that you passed on your way out of the village of Barovia, all wearing tattered clothing, some with pitchforks, some with torches, you know, makeshift spears, and such. They look familiar. You're walking. You're you're headed back. They're headed towards Vol like seem to be headed towards Velaki. You don't recognize any of them, but they have the same mannerisms as that group that you passed on your way out of Barovia. They see you walking or riding. Use the term riding loosely with the state of your equine counterparts. Towards them, they kind of <laughs> take a step off the road and kind of split. So five on the right side, five on the left. As you approach, do you do anything? I wish them a good day. I like it. To which they kind of nod towards you. Don't really make any kind of verbal response. They nod towards you, let you pass, and continue on their business. Um, was there anything that might have 
given away what their deal is as they were passing. I mean, you can make a perception check if you would like to see if you can figure out or perception or insight. I'll let you. That? I'll let you. Yeah, if you would like to take a look. Um, yeah, I'll let you guys choose perception or insight, depending on what you're trying to look for. Insight. I've got to deal with these Brovians. Sup, Brovians. I got a 22 on my inside. Nice. Jesus Christ, all of you. 22, 26. We know things. 22 insight for Butch, 26 perception for Rhett, 24 insight for Gwen, 24 insight for Elric. They're really staring down these people. So you you four, at least, realize that... I mean, they, these people, you see fear behind their eyes. You see they are armed in a way to defend themselves. They, are, they don't appear to be handling themselves in any kind of aggressive manner. There is no organization, no training behind the way they are standing. You you all are a trained military force. You can tell when people... You can tell the difference between a group of soldiers and a group of individuals just by the way they hold themselves. These are not soldiers. These are commoners. These are people who are just trying to survive. Travelers. What business have you on the road? Did you see this? When he he asks that before the person responds, or I want to do it as the person responds, I want to detect thoughts, surface level thoughts. You see this one gentleman, um, probably mid-50s, kind of horseshoe, bald, haircut, um, salt and pepper, very closely shaved, um, Also, all of these people similarly emaciated as the stable hand that you just left. You see this man kind of look up to you and says, just trying to get back to Velaki. That's all. Gwen, you detecting surface thoughts, I'm assuming. Not, Not digging deeper. Surface thoughts, you notice fear, uncertainty. Um, A sense that he just wants to be safe behind the walls of Velaki again. Yeah, I don't think I'd dig deeper after getting that impression. Um, how young does the youngest of them look? Um, 
There is two that appear to be teenagers. The youngest, probably 15, 16, roughly. All right, I will gesture towards the one that looks younger and say, um, young man, come, come here. You see them kind of freeze slightly and it's not does not seem to approach you just kind of I will I will dismount and attempt to uh, see let let me grant you a blessing cautiously starts like tilts his head slightly towards you kind of takes a half step towards you you see a couple of the other uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check for me Absolutely. Go, go, total persuasion. 19. Fantastic. So you see he kind of hesitates for a second, but you see the person who's next to him who appears to be closer to like 18 or 19 just kind of like put their hand on his back and be like, it's it's okay, in a comforting gesture and kind of pushes him. And he takes a couple more hesitant steps towards you. I will put my hand on his shoulder and uh, with my thaumaturgy I will have the symbols of the moon appear above us and I will say may may the mystic seer friend of Pelor grant you protection. To which you see kind of a half smile go across this young man's face you look around and you see kind of looks of awe around more of the older ones in this company and then the symbol of a or the image of a um, crescent moon will descend upon him (laughs) as I cast death ward upon him fantastic and you see him just kind of like speechlessly, just kind of like nod slightly quickly to you. Just these half nods, and he kind of backs up and he says, "You hear him? Thank, th- thank you, thank you for your for your kind words. Blessings upon your journey, and and to you as well. I hope you have a safe journey." Get back on my horse. I'm going to ask you if something happened in Barovia. To which... um, something happened that you guys are fleeing. To which one of the older gentlemen, uh, the same one that you saw before with the kind of horseshoe, uh, salt and pepper hair, nothing's happened yet, but we assume the worst. The castle has gone dark. Almost like they're preparing for something. So I take this small group that I could. We make for Velaki and then potentially Kretz after that. Our goal is just to get as far away from the castle as possible. 
Has the castle gone dark before? Not like we've seen before. Not like this. We fear it's emptying. Something has... Something has the Count spooked. Thank you, safe travels. You as well. You see them kind of... Excuse me. You see them regroup behind you and continue their journey towards Velake. What the hell spooks a vampire? Rob's garlic. Do we have garlic? Anything we're carrying? Suddenly you see a giant olive garden sign illuminated in the distance. (laughs) And then it says when you're you're here, your family, and then Vin Diesel comes out and brings us the pasta that we can share. Ooh, is it the end, guys? That was the surprise ending to this entire campaign. You're welcome. Family. Vin <laughs> Diesel. It's Italian food. You don't need. You don't need a conclusion when you have family. It's been a long way. Oh Jesus! All right. So, as this group departs behind you. Right. Continue on to Barovia. You continue on. What? As we travel, I'm going to think to my sword. How do we get Strahd or his lieutenants alone? When I think to my sword. That is the part that you must decide. The only thing that I can do is end him. I do not have the means to bring him out to you. You have the means of bringing him to me. I just thought you might know something about him. If I knew something about him, I would not have lost my blade. Hey, Rhett, you packed that diary, right? Yeah, it's in the bag. All right. Okay, good. It's in the bag. It's in the bag. Good talk, sword. So as you all continue, you come to the crossroads. The same crossroads that the carriage driver dropped you off at. To your left, you see the winding switchback road that leads leads up the cliffside to the castle you do notice that it does appear darker. You do see... uh, Actually, everybody make a perception check for me real quick. I'm sorry, what what did you say? Perception check. Okay, that's... I just want to make sure. No, you're good. Oh, come on, Foundry. Catch up. There we go. 24... Hey, I got a 24 too. Elric, Rhett, 
Gwen and Butch, I need perception checks from Arnon and Orpheus, please. I'm sorry, what, what check are we doing? Perception. Thank you. <laughs> well, that, was, that was pretty funny. You're focused on your sword. Yeah. Arnon, you're, Arnon you're focused on your sword, talking to it. Um, Elric, Rhett, and Orpheus, you do notice that the castle is significantly darker. It is far away at this point. You're probably looking at um, the equivalent of about four or five miles, mostly uphill, but you are still able to see it vaguely. You do see it does appear to be dark. Um, Butch and Gwen, you know, yeah. you notice the faint bits of light right on the edge. You barely make it out. There are a couple. You strain your eyes, but you are able to see a slight bit of light still shining through. On the edge of what? Shining through where? The top, top section. Well, a couple of the towers. Let the light shine down. Yeah, one of the towers, the central tower. You do see a little bit of light coming through. Appears to be almost a red glow. Which which tower? Central tower. Central tower. Red glow, central tower, up top. Don't know what that means. Maybe they're having a party. Blood, red light party. Oh yeah, just good old blade fashion party. That movie. <laughs> God, I haven't seen. Oh, I haven't, retro movie review. Yeah, let's do it. I haven't seen Blade in forever. Oh, let's do. I don't think I've ever movie seen movie the third movies. one. I honestly don't remember ever seeing the third one. Triple H is in it. You, you haven't I seen know, it. Blasphemy. Anyway. Ugh. You you don't need to. See I suddenly movie. have to go. I just I just remember the <laughs> second one with uh, Norman Reedus pulling it like the lip thing and. Is the third one the the one with the giant blood tornado? No, that's the first one. Okay. Oh, good. The the third one has Dracula in it. Yeah, I don't remember the. I I never saw the third one. Anyway, it's not good. Anyways. I know I have, but I do not remember it at all. So, are you continuing? Well, yeah. So you continue towards Barovia. It takes you the better part of four more hours to make it back. And you do enter this somewhat familiar town that you've been in once before. It looks just as deserted as it was when you left. You see a few... And at this point, you're probably early afternoon, roughly, with your travel. Um, Probably 2, 3 o'clock, early to mid, stretching into mid-afternoon. You do notice that quite a few of the houses, just like 
it was when you left. Most buildings seem abandoned. A few buildings here and there have a faint glow of firelight coming from inside. But all in all, the town seems slightly more empty than it was when you left. Or when you came through the last time. So we should find the tavern? I was thinking we seek out Irina's brother. Oh, yeah. What about horses? Do you have stables? We should stable the horses. You see a small farm. You come in to the southwest on this road. You see a small farm. You don't notice a livery or anything. But you do see a couple's farms on the outskirts that seem to have paddocks. You could potentially border your horses there. Yeah, we should probably do that. So you approach one of the farmhouses. You notice windows boarded up. You notice no signs of warmth coming from inside. You take a closer look. You see weeds growing through the walking paths. You see weeds poking through the boards of the front porch. You look around. You see a couple fenced-in areas potentially were paddocks at one point. Overgrown slightly. Definitely unkempt. There are obviously abandoned buildings near those paddocks. Just the farmhouse that you walked past. That appeared to be just as overgrown. Let's check. Yep. What are you checking? Check out the far- check out the farmhouse. Okay. See if it's empty. Go ahead and roll me an investigation or perception check. Your choice. I will dismount while he's doing that, just in case. Natural two for a thirteen. I'm not sure. Yeah. You get distracted by a couple sounds and the rustling sounds in the bushes and you're you're not sure. Do I see anybody with a dirty twenty? Gwen and Rhett both with dirty twenties. Um, you two you don't notice you don't see anybody. You look and you kind of glance through the windows, glance around, um, It appears that this place has been abandoned for a little while. Um, You see loose floorboards on the front porch. You see rotted wood um, in some of the pillars. You see you kind of walk around the house itself. Um, You see broken windows boarded up. Is there an old man on the back porch? Old man on the back porch and that old man is me. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) 
you do see uh, the door. There, you do see a back door that's kind of above um, one of those like root cellar doors. Um, the back door is half broken off, kind of hanging on its lower hinge. You kind of glance in, you see a disheveled interior, like kitchen area, right inside the back door, but don't really notice anything. Like, to rep, to, it looks like this place has been abandoned for quite a while. Want to go in and check it out? Let's. So you, are you, you're going into the house? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll sneak in. Okay. Are you going in the front Stone door or the back door? I'm gonna be I'm sneaky gonna go cheeks. In the back door. Of course you are. At Arnon's Nefarious Adventure League, we always go in the back door. Sneaky that, cheeks. That name is not official. That name is not official. Okay, <laughs> of the two, you'd pick sneaky cheeks. Right? All right. So. Or Calliope's cheeks. Third option. I feel like you guys are being option. a little uptight about Arnon's Nefarious Adventure League. You you guys, guys I, I love Anal. I think that Anal is great. Let's. Wow, that was amazing. Real tight butthole of you, You're upsetting Dingleberry. <laughs> um, Arnon, no, roll, Dingleberry roll a, is is stabled up now. Roll a stealth okay. check for me, Arnon. Are you going in by yourself? Nobody here is stable. Is any uh, is anyone going in with Arnon? Are you letting him do his thing by himself? Iron's good. I mean, if I go in with him, I'm just going to break everything. True. 25. 25. All right. So you go in, you sneak past this um, kind of half broken off back door. You enter this disheveled kitchen area. You see quite a few. To your right, it opens up into more countertops. You do see an old stove there. Um, Most of the cabinets are either the doors have been busted off or they're hanging open or some are half broken off. You see a fine layer of dust and dirt across everything. You look no tracks in the dust. It doesn't appear to be. You peer into some of the cabinets and you see some sacks some like burlap sacks that seem to have almost disintegrated on themselves you see a couple of those sacks with like roots protruding out from them almost like you can imagine they were full of some sort of potato or root vegetable that had eyed and the roots have just kind of grown through the burlap you go back and t- turn towards your left and you see a small dining area with a broken table. You see a couple chairs sitting there overturned. You do see a hallway almost straight ahead of you. Um, for, or, I'm sorry, st- almost straight across from the, uh, from the back door that goes in a bit. check out down the hallway and just clear the place. Alright, so you go into, you go uh, down the hallway, you see the front door there. You do see 
it, it does appear to be barred from the inside. You turn and you see like a sitting room area. You turn to your right, you see a sitting room area. Um, you see a couple like winged armchairs that appear like the fabric has dry rotted. You see some uh, foam kind of protruding out from different areas of the chair. You see a couple springs that have popped through uh, the cushion itself. You smell mold, musty air. You see water spots on the, the uh, wood flooring and down the plaster of the walls. To your right, you see a staircase going back almost parallel or parallel to that hallway you came in. I'll just check upstairs. So you go upstairs, you see a small, short little hallway, a bedroom on your left and a bedroom on your right. Or, uh, sorry, a room on your left and a room on your right. Peek in there. Okay, so you look into the left, you see a larger bedroom. Um, You see the remnants of a four-poster bed. One of the pillars has fallen, has toppled springs again coming through the mattress. The mattress looks dry rotted. The the remaining sheets very worn and weathered and discolored. Um, you see an old like oaken wardrobe flung open with uh, a few dry rotted Articles of clothing hanging inside. You turn to the other bedroom. You see a smaller room. You see a a crib, an old crib. Paint peeling, white paint peeling from the wooden posters. Or pillar, whatever. Um, You see a yellowed mattress inside with a couple small sheets and blankets that are practically disintegrated. All right, I'll go back down and let everybody know it seems clear. You walk outside and again, just to make sure you do, you walk out that broken back door to your left. As you're walking out, you do see a cellar door slanted <clears throat> posted up against the against the house and then you walk out to where the rest of the party is um, I'm assuming as yeah. well as you can stabling your horses in one of these paddocks yeah um, at least I have some grass to eat there is grass right you said it was overgrown, so yeah, yeah, it's it's very overgrown. There's weeds and everything through throughout that paddock. You put the horses in, and you do see them immediately start like just going to town on some of these weeds and thistles. You guys want to check out the cellar? Uh, of I'm course, for, I'm down for the cellar. <laughs> down. <laughs> check I didn't even cellar. mean to. So you go well, up to the cellar. Who's left? You go up to the cellar, you try and pull open, and it does appear to be locked. 
I can fix that. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, true. like, I think, I think the booze, the booze hound twins would love for the cellar to be open. <laughs> the human and a half Ooh. would love. Does a sixteen unlock it with another natural two? <laughs> Luckily, this is a pretty easy lock. Um, I kind of got it. You go and you you go to start picking this lock, and it does take you a couple minutes because there's a lot of buildup of rust and uh, like detritus and everything inside of this lock itself. That it does take you a potion of rustoleum. Yeah, it does take you a little bit of time, but not because of the intricacy of the lock so much as just the age and lack of care, but you are able to pop the lock, pull these doors open, and you do see a a um, s- fairly steep staircase going down probably about 15 feet or so into more or less darkness. For people, for Orpheus, you just see straight black. For the rest oh, of you... Since do I smell the booze? Since the rest, no, you smell mildew and mold is what you smell. Mm, Some booze could disinfect that. That's right. The rest of you do see it goes down. Since the rest of you have dark vision, it does go down about 15 feet or so and then opens up. You see um, a packed earth floor, but not much past there. check it out I'll follow so as you walk down you see a root cellar is what you assume this is Um, you see a couple rows of shelves of wooden shelving um, with more burlap bags and bottles like glass bottles some cans and stuff you look up at them and everything seems long Decayed. You like you look up some of these cans and Scott. Do you remember after Hazy died when we went into her root cellar and <laughs> saw some of those uh, cans that have been in there since the eighties? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's just pure black muck inside of them. Ooh. All right. I mean, anybody got a poisoning somebody later. Purify food and drink. Anybody got that? Not today. Today I've got fighting spell. Not today. You see... I still wouldn't think that it would be a terrible idea to take some of this to maybe poison somebody later. The room you're in is roughly maybe 15 by 15, and you do see mostly, like, stone block, like, uh, walls, like very old school uh, foundation. It's a lot smaller than the house above, so I'll just investigate and make sure there's not more than to this room. Mm, Secret doors. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. 17. Brought my big dice tonight. 
Oh, yeah. With a 17... This... You don't notice too much different than what's here. You do... It takes you a little while. How much time would you say you'd spend down here investigating? As much as it takes. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd want to be thorough if we're going to make this our base. So you Mm -hmm. take... Roughly, it takes you about an hour and a half as you walk around the outskirts of this. Then you're about to call it quits and call this good when suddenly you notice something on the back wall. You notice buried in a layer of dust in one of the stones on the wall, you notice a small symbol. Looks familiar at first. You can't quite place it. You kind of rub off the dust, kind of blow some of the dust out of the way. Symbol looks very familiar. And while your compatriots are walking around, you look around and you see Butch. And you notice the necklace that's hanging from Butch's neck now. The necklace that Gwen found in the windmill. It's the same symbol. Hey, Butch, check this out. Okay. You notice it's this... looks like your necklace. You notice it is the same image as the holy symbol of Ravenkind. I would also like to investigate. Go for it. Is it like a plaque? Is it like a no? It's in, it's engraved. It's carved okay, in the stone. In okay, five. You see it after he points it out. <laughs> there it is. I see it. Hmm. If I can, I push on it. Does it just a wall? Does it move? So you start to push on it, and you do feel a little give to it. Mm. Now the magic touch. Can I pull it out? Now, it doesn't appear to pull out. Now that you're looking, would you like to make another investigation check? Now that you know what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get help from people? Sure. I can assist... Go ahead and roll with advantage. There we go. 27. So with a 27, you take a look and you see that the stones around here, you notice small, it didn't, you didn't notice it at first, but with these stacked stones that form this foundation with a little bit of like crude mud-based mortar around these stones. There's a slight discoloration to a certain number of these around 
the central stone with that symbol very, very finely carved in it. Most people wouldn't notice it at first, but, and you didn't either. It took you quite a bit of time to look at it, but you do notice four slightly, almost tan tint to the stones where all the rest of them are gray. You see in more or less the four corners surrounding this central stone. Mm. These don't seem to be the original stones. No, they do not. Butch smash. <laughs> All right. It's hammer time. Did you time. try it as a button? I, I yeah. pushed on it. It gave a little bit. You press, well, let you me, press let me. push harder? You press the central, the button. You press the stone with the symbol on it, which gave. Yeah. Do the other ones give? The other ones give. Can I remove or push them in all the way? Or? You can't remove them, but if you push them in. So it does take you a little bit of time. And you realize that if you position your hands just right, you can push all four of them in and then press on the central button or the central stone. And I also you have two hands. You hear a as this large portion of these stones shift and slide out, revealing a tunnel about six foot in diameter that goes down slightly and enters a room, small room maybe six, seven foot by seven foot. You gotta crouch. You gotta crouch slightly to get in, but you seriously have to crouch. It's probably about maybe five, five and a half foot tall ceiling. Ah, so short. Inside, you find... A large wooden box. Mm. Like a like latched or you do see a large padlock on the front. With my recent experience with boxes, I'm definitely gonna check for traps. Go ahead and roll <laughs> me an investigation check. Can can I also assist with that? Absolutely. Uh, do you want me to rip it open? 29. Oh, this thing is trapped. And trapped a lot. You see intricate... Uh, intricate wires going through. You see... Um, you look around and you see all kinds of openings on the walls, the ceilings, the floor... You see these trip wires going through. You look in the lock itself. You see, similar to what you saw before, where you see almost like a copper ring around the outside of the of the lock itself. Oh boy! There, uh, does there's... it look like it's trapped and moving the box? 
there is it does appear to be some sort of pressure sensitivity sensitivity underneath it as well. Uh, we want to back up and maybe just open it with Mage Hand. Well, I'm worried There's that the traps are designed to destroy the box yeah. and its contents. Mm. Oh wait, hold on. I think I have a solution. I have the spell Dimension Door. Okay. Does that box look like it could be lifted and or carried by either myself or Arnon? Um, it uh, looks extremely heavy. And again, there appear, Arnon would have told you that there appears to be some sort of pressure sensitive tra- uh, plate or something underneath it. Guess I can. I mean, I could try to. Dis- they're, they're they're pretty intricate. I could try to disarm them one by one, or well, we've got I guidance could try and to disarm the um, the pressure plate, and then teleport out with it with your dimension door. What would teleporting with it accomplish? Getting Where it out of the traps. Just yeah. Isn't there a po- mm, okay. isn't there a possibility that if you activate the trap, it'll destroy what's inside? I'm concerned that it'll collapse this room. Well, I mean, if it does collapse, and I'm the one on top of the box, I'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. the The idea is to teleport ourselves and the box out of that room. Or deal with any traps in the box, though. So. That's, that's, true. that's a good point. Um, I guess we try to disarm. All right. You guys back up a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, with your 29 investigation, you see three basic independent traps you see the pressure plate you see the pressure plate below this case or this chest you see the lock mechanism itself with the uh, copper ring right around the keyhole and you see an intricate lattice work of trip wires around that connect the base of the box to the lid as well as that you can tell if you opened the lid it would trip off which one would you like to attempt to disarm the first uh the the, the trip wires okay so can i get a little help ladies you're yep. muted Lindsay. yes Invoke the uh, new I think team name. I only have one inspiration left, so you should have two at this least. Is the one that you want to use because you only used one so far, right? You used one for Elric when he was uh, doing the draw, the drawing. The drawing. Um, okay, then yeah, then yes. I thought I did it twice, but 
No, you're right. Well, Wait. didn't that drawing happen the night before? Yes, yeah. it did. You're right. So you should have all three. Ha, did you take I never a long took rest? a long rest. Oh, that'll do it. Okay. I guess. Uh, Hold on. Let's see. You do have my guidance. I just flipped white claw on my eye. Ooh. What a strange oh, no. brand new sentence you just said. I love when, when things manage to get in my eyes past my glasses. Real. Okay. Um, wow. Holy shit. Did he do it? So that's a 35. Is that with Bardic or not? With, that's that's not no, even that's with Bardic. Bardic. 35. <laughs> so you take a look at this lattice work. So of, OP. Yeah. You take the work. You uh, break into heaven. Exactly. <laughs> You take a look or take a look at this lattice work and you searching through it, you find one flaw and you find this tiny little section in like the back left corner where they missed a slight spot and you're able to kind of take your tools and go in through that spot and snip the wire and kind of unfurl it from there kind of and that is successfully disarmed. You still have the lock and the pressure plate to deal with. Can can I can I get to the pressure plate to disarm it? Uh, yeah, you can. You okay. look and you see that there are a couple loose stones next to it. You I'm could potentially do that one so I don't jostle it when I'm doing the fair keyhole. enough. Do another one. You still have your bardic inspiration because you didn't need it. But I'll give you guidance again. I declare it. Yay. Uh, Twenty-five? Twenty-five. So still haven't used that part of inspiration. No. I'm, Do I'm you not, want to I use it, or are you not, feeling lucky? I'm going to go with the 25. Okay. Just enough. The DC was 25. Oh. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. You, are, you find a loose stone to the right of the pressure plate. You're able to lift it up, and underneath you see these uh, mechanical plungers, and you're able to kind of reach down below and... Uh, take a little bit of shit you have lying around to just kind of secure them in place so that way they're not uh, you take a little bit of wire and stuff and just kind of wrap them around and secure them in place so that way they cannot uh, expand up <clears throat> so you still have one more trap left go for the one that got me last time guidance and you still have your inspiration that. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Go ahead. Say 30 isn't enough. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 40. my God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly. Oh, my God. Break into the enough. DM's room. I quit. Does a 40 do it? <laughs> so you just rolled a 40 to... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
you got it That's got you last time you recognize this trap from the last time when it when it shocked the shit out of you and you oh. learned from that and you're able to get past it you're able to find your way through it and with that 40 not only do you disarm the trap but you are able to click the lock open nice you kind of E- gently remove the lock and throw it off to the side. Nice. Let's open this mofo. So you open this locker. This is a large chest. Inside you see some rags. You see on the inside of this chest is that same symbol. You see a letter on the top. You see an, it's, it appears to be an inventory list almost, or, or not necessarily, no, it's not an inventory list. You see a letter that says something about the resistance. Gathering weaponry for the resistance. Soon we will be ready to take on Ravenloft. We have the materials. So you, it goes on to talk about previous adventurers who have come through to try and take on Strahd, who have failed. Talks about a couple uh, kind of roguish people that they had in the town that snuck into the bowels of Ravenloft after these other adventurers had failed. And snuck into Strahd's armory where he kept some of the more valuable possessions from the adventurers who tried to take him out prior. These roguish types pilfered and brought them back here to try and arm this resistance. They left them in this this case under any protection that they had possible their most most formidable defenses to keep these weapons secure for when the time is right underneath that you see cloth drapes you see bulges underneath the cloth let's uh, pull back that cloth You see a handful of weapons. You see a handful of items underneath this cloth. Does the letter stay still when I whip the cloth out? Uh, Make me a sleight of hand check. No, I'm not even going to. Yes, it (laughs) does. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You see everything goes everywhere. (laughs) A handful of items. You see. The first thing that catches your eye, oddly enough, is an hourglass. Mm. After that, you see a set of gloves that are kind of dark, blackish. You see a, 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 a sword. You see a bow. And you see a spear. Well, I know how I'm going to be spending the next few hours. Sounds like a plan. We want to go upstairs where Butch is a little more comfortable. (laughs) 
yes, <laughs> let's take this upstairs away from the smell of mold. Ugh. So, carry all those items upstairs. Yeah. Is you, that you tell us the things character? that you found? That Yuck <laughs> is in, in room character. Oh, I thought you were examining them while you're in the little room. No, sorry, I missed the part where you broke all out. All right, so you all well, bring it assistance and, and guidance and everything. Yeah. So you know, everybody I was yeah. assuming was in there. Yeah. Oh, so you you bring everything effort. upstairs. You find your way into this shack um, with this handful of items. How many rooms are in the shack? Just one. It's a little old place where we can all get together. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, down. I don't love it. Does it have a tin roof? Yeah. Rusted. Downstairs, there was basically three rooms, and then there was a stairwell up to two bedrooms. Hey, if you put that battery in the shack, maybe the whole thing will shimmy. Oh, uh, in one of the side rooms, I'm going to immediately set up a small altar to the Lunar Lady to thank Sending Moonbow for her guidance that led us here to this. Of all the buildings we chose, this is the one we chose. So I'm going to devote myself to some prayer to her. Fantastic. So, Elric, I'm assuming you are doing something with these items? Ritually casting Identify on every single one of them. All right. Which one first? Was there any booze? No, there was. unfortunately there was no booze. We got the the jug. Well, you got booze now from the human and a half. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Alchemy jug, yourself some booze. Elric, uh, first item. First, first item. The hourglass. The hourglass. Give me one second here to find it. This pause brought to you by a sponsor. The minute we. Yeah. So you a take as soon as we get one. Hellman's mayonnaise. Hellman's mayonnaise. Oh, Hellman's no. You take <laughs> about eleven minutes to identify this hourglass. I sent you a DM. Oh yeah, you did. Hey, Rhett. Okay. Oh no, go ahead. Okay. Sweet. Mercy. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this hourglass is filled with the sands of reminiscence. It projects ghost like visions in an area up to 30 feet, showing an event that has tr- transpired in the past in that area. The event shown is typically the most tragic, violent, or otherwise significant event that has occurred within a period of time. Determined by how much matter is placed into the hourglass. A pinch of glass put into this hourglass shows a day. A pinch of... It's it's empty. Yeah, you have to enter it with sand, dirt, dust, or liquid. You missed that part. Oh, right. I have, we don't have sand in it, but. I was thinking take some sand. sand from the place and put it in there. Correct. Okay. Y- yes. Um, one pinch is a day, two pinches is a month, three pinches show up to a year, 
And if completely filled, the hourglass can show events that have transpired several centuries ago. Oh, nice. Once used, you can't use it again until the next dawn. Mm. It's a little uh, hourglass of horrors. Yeah, in case we want to look at the most likely worst thing that ever happened in any given room. Terrible knowledge. All right. You still have show someone four more the items. Most terrible thing that's happened. It's an interesting application. Uh, the four other items. Uh, what do we have left? You have a Black bow, gloves. a longsword, gloves, and a spear. Should do the gloves. Arna needs a pair of gloves. Uh, <laughs> because of course he does. Yeah, he uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can't see him for whatever reason. Nope. Uh, the gloves are next. Okay, hold on one second. Hey, Rhett, why couldn't the musician go into the tavern? Why? She was barred. So, takes you another 11 minutes to ritual cast. These are the Death Grasp Gloves. While you wear these gloves, a creature grappled by you can't regain hit points and takes 1d8 necrotic damage at the start of each of its turns. As an action... As an action, you can speak the glove's command word and cause it to animate for one minute. The animated glove detaches from your hand, begins to hover, and flies up to 30 feet, and attempts to grapple one creature of your choice within five feet of it. The creature grappled in this way is considered grappled by you. While the glove hovers, you can use a bonus action to cause it to fly up to 30 feet to another spot within 30 feet of you, and grapple a creature within five feet of it. So basically, you're gra- you're grappling at range, which is a strange concept. But that sounds like something for somebody who's strong. Is our and human again, wearing gloves? Is he? I mean, if you really want me to detach stuff from my hands and break stuff thirty feet away from me, I mean, certainly, these are okay, clearly gloves of shenanigans. Okay, Which you are very track, good at. Your track record with breaking things makes me reconsider. <laughs> it just uses them to goose people across the room. Oh no. The as long as they're not angry. our people. Ass grappler. Necrotic okay. gooch grab. Gloves oh, ass no. grab. So so there's a a bow, a long sword, and a spear left. Correct. Bow. Ooh, I like spears. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, wait, do I uh, Next is the bow. I knew that was the one. What? I knew that was the one you were going to pick. You knew. Somehow you knew. I like spears. It's Get out of my head, DM. That's why you had it pre-populated, right? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. This one. We've known each other for 27 years. That's insane. 
This one is called the Spider's Kiss. When you hit with an attack using this longbow, the target takes an extra 1d8 poison damage. In addition, while you are carrying the bow, you have immunity to poison damage and can't be poisoned. The bow has three charges and regains all expended charges daily at dawn. When you hit a creature with an attack roll using this bow, you can expend one charge to have magical webbing envelop it. The target shooting the bow? Oh, the target. The target. (laughs) Uh, The target must succeed on a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or be restrained until the end of its next turn. That's amazing. That sounds so cool. It's cool if you don't mind never getting drunk again. (laughs) (gasps) What? (laughs) Just leave the bow in your room. (laughs) Yeah. Is it carrying it or wielding it? I won't. This is in your possession. Yeah, while, while carrying it. You're immune to being oh, poisoned. Oh, oh getting drunk is down. being poisoned. That's true. <laughs> oh, okay, but hold on. What kind of bow is it? But then what bag of holding. But I can get Spider. super, super drunk and then pick up the bow and be fine. There, no, there you worse. go. I mean, this yeah. sounds like a fantastic bag bow. of holding. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and that it, that bow's good for crowd control. Yeah, it Only doesn't specify whether. Yeah. It doesn't specify if it's a short bow or a long bow, but it is a bow. I believe it was a long bow. We're going to go with that. Sounds like a good uh, bow for you, a banger. Give me two seconds. Um, no worries. Dos segundos. Uh, the, the next one is going to be the long sword. Uh, yeah, it's 15600 uh, range, so it's a long bow. It's 1d8, so yeah. Oh, nice. oh yep. Yeah, it's yep, long that bow. tracks. Which one? The longsword? Yes. Okay. Hold on one second. Where is it? Focusing and concentrating. 11 minutes go by. Hey, Rhett. Have you learned about yeah. the magic skillet yet? No. It's cast iron. Get the fuck out of here. This next item is the Nemesis Longsword. Once per turn, when you hit with an attack roll using this magic weapon, you and the target both become cursed until the start of your next turn. The curse can be one of the three following options. You and the target can't regain hit points is option number one. Option number two is you and the target subtract 1d4 from the next saving throw you make. And option number three is your attacks, including this one, and and spells deal an extra 1d8 necrotic damage to the target. And the target's attacks and spells deal an extra 1d8 necrotic damage to you. 
Huh. That's called the catch twenty two, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Essentially. And now, finally, for the spear that I totally don't know what it is. Nope, you have no idea what this is. No idea. I've never seen this thing before. Nope, never. Spear of Leonidas. <laughs> this is called the Blade Singer Spear. Have a plus one to bonus to attack and damage rolls made with the spear. Spear returns to your hand immediately after it is used to make a ranged weapon attack, and again the following benefits while holding the spear. You can use the spear as a spell casting focus for your wizard spells and Oh it's a wizard spear. Yep. When you hit with an attack roll using the spear, you can unprepare one wizard spell to deal extra force damage equal to 1d8 plus the spell's level to the target. <laughs> it's a... It's a gamble. It's good for fighting ghosts, I guess. It's the only thing I'm not afraid of. I'm afraid of no ghost. What? We got to call. <laughs> uh... Yeah, all of the items are identified. Ah, <sighs> you guys want to try the hourglass out here in our? Give it a shot. Or do we, we have plan to go anywhere today? Do you have to attune the hourglass. Uh, upon closer inspection and remembering. Uh, uh, attunement not required. Attunement not required. Oh, cool. Do we all see it, or does just the activator? It appears like you I, all I think see it. it. Yeah, yeah it's it looks ghost... like it just it plays out the event. So you, you know, in uh, what is that? Is that episode three Star Wars when he puts the little map down, the little map marble down, and the like pops out all around them. Basically, that's how I imagine this. I think that's probably. Is that two? Yeah, that's two. Sorry. Because he uses it to find the clone. Yeah, you're right. That's two. Yeah, it says Uh, ghost-like visions in an area up to 30 feet around it, around this, the hourglass. It's getting pretty late, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost. Oh, you mean in game? Yeah. You're probably no. You're probably like. Well, yeah, because after all of the investigation and everything, and disarming the traps and the identify, you're probably looking at closer to like six, six p.m. And the sad horse plotting. Yeah. You'll probably use the the hourglass to distract and traumatize Strahd. With some memories of his. Oh, yeah, that's good thinking. Well, let's give it a try it's, if it's almost sleep time. Sleep time. Yeah, let, let's do that. Fill her up. Lindsay, you Go good? Way back. 
Are you doing that here at this farm? Yes. I mean, we don't plan on going anywhere else tonight. So who's who's filling the are you? And so you go outside, you find some loose dirt and stuff. Who's filling the hourglass? I mean, I'll do it. Does that matter? No, it just matters from narrative perspective. Me. All right. So, Butch, you go out, you grab a couple handfuls. Are you? doing the full are you filling the thing or are you just doing a couple pinches or what because it was no I'm kind of I mean we we have no sense of how long ago this was so I'm See, filling it two hands of nightmare fuel two hands of nightmare fuel you fill this hour this is a sacred find, duty I'm taking my time I'm looking for good dirt you find a hatch on the side of the hourglass you fill it with dirt around you, dirt and dust. Close the hourglass. Is there a latch on the hatch? A small latch on the hatch. Um, Fill it up, flip it, so you see the dirt start draining through the hourglass. It takes a second or two, and then you almost see the particles of dirt as they fall start spreading out through the glass. Oh no, I'm going to try and get it inside. You see this before it starts projecting all over the countryside. The the sand particles, the dirt particles start almost cycloning around you and you see these ghostly monochromatic images pop around you. You find yourself in the middle of what appears to be almost like a hologram. You see these images of people, humans plowing these fields around you. You see off to the side, you see that same house that you're in just well kept, better condition. It looks like it's currently being lived in. You see smoke billowing from the chimneys. You look, the the image fades around. You see rows and rows of crops in bloom, lush, you know, corn, beans, other crops. <laughs> we, we live in Ohio. That's grow in a field. <laughs> we live in Ohio. It's corns or beans. That's it. <laughs> no, you see, uh, you see this man standing there, hoeing one of the fields. You see these small children running up. You see a small, it pans to the side. You see a, a, a large, what appears to be like an herb garden next to the side of the house with a woman, long black hair, um, picking things. Suddenly you look over, the, the vision kind of shifts over to where the castle, you should be able to see the castle. There's no castle. There's nothing there. It's empty. You see... The sky, clouds, the sun. It's bright out. This is not the Shadowfell. This is the material plane. This is somewhere else. You look closer. You see these crops are typical crops. You see this. the light is typical. This is not the Shadowfell. You look past. You see dark clouds rolling in you see a man 
walking down the street, flanked by three individuals. You see another man next to him. These two individuals in front, three in the back. You see them walking through. You see them cutting down villagers, commoners. You see blood spilling across the dirt. You see clouds, haze and mist behind them. You see the two men arguing. You see it flashes back and forth. You see the three lieutenants. You recognize these three. These are the Inquisitors. You see them grab the man you don't know from behind the arms. You see the leader, an older man. You, you notice he looks like Strahd, but older. He looks ancient, possibly 80s, possibly even 90s. Frail. Walks up pulls a dagger from his side, kind of flips it. One move across the other man's throat as the others hold him back. You see the blood draining across his chest into the ground. You see the clouds rolling in, covering. You see a flash. The land darkens and dims. The castle appears before you. You see scarecrows coming off of their perches in the fields, walking towards villagers, commoners. You see an old woman, a hag, a witch, a woman you fought in the swamps casting spells turning people into dust you see a war and you see Barovia losing you see the entire village the entire land the entire valley enveloped in this mist pulled from where it once was and deposited into the shadow fell You see a blood curse come from the slit throat of the man, the blood falling down on the ground. You see the mist riling up from that blood, cursing the land, trapping the land, trapping Strahd and the Inquisitors, trapping his entire legion in this area as his last breath fades and his body collapses. Time passes, and you see that body erode into dust. You see centuries pass in the blink of an eye until you are here, and you see yourselves walking the path through the mist into Barovia, and that's when the vision fades. Knew he was full of shit. And that is where we will pick up next week. 
Oh my god. Yay. So <laughs> I need you nice all. Nice word painting, DM. Thanks. I need you all to figure out who's getting what of those items so I can distribute them evenly on Foundry. But we can do that after we get off because now it is time for us to sign off. Don't forget, this Friday, 7.30 Eastern Daylight Time, we will be here. Actually, we'll be in that room right over there. Um, playing our Amnesia one-shot where they will all start with no information whatsoever about who or what they are playing. They will have blank character sheets. And through roles, through... Uh, insight checks, perception checks, things like that. They will slowly fill out their character sheets to figure out not only what, who they're playing, what their appearance looks like, what their name is potentially, what class and what their skills are, what their spells are. They'll have to find equipment. They'll have to survive whatever is handing there, is waiting there for them. It'll be a lot of fun. So stick with us. Join us Friday at 7.30 Eastern Daylight Time here at either youtube.com slash at those natural ones, twitch.tv slash those natural ones, kick dot something. Just search for us on kick and Trovo. We're on there, but they don't have vanity URLs. So you're going to have to look for it yourself. Sorry. But make sure you join us this Friday. Where hopefully... When it comes to remembering who or what the hell we are, we don't roll a natural one. Or, hell, maybe we do. Fantastic. Thank you all again, and we will see you on Friday. Have a fantastic night. <laughs>